0: Entrepreneur on Fire, 1,008.
1: An unlimited amount of progress that everyone can make.
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Text PARADISE to 33444 to claim your spot today. That's paradise to 33444. Ignite. Want access to fill-in-the-blank marketing templates built by pros that do marketing for a living? Generate more leads and sales online. Download digitalmarketer.com's ultimate digital marketing toolbox at digitalmarketer.com slash fire. Ready to start growing your team? Try ZipRecruiter for free and get your perfect candidate today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. What's shaking, Fire Nation? Jolly Doom is here, and I am fired up. To bring you our featured guest today, Daniel DiPiazza. Daniel, are you prepared to ignite I am. Yes, Daniel helps young people break away from the 9 to 5 and live happier lives by starting and growing a freelance business with the skills they already have. Daniel, take a minute, fill in any blanks from the intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life.
1: Hey man, so um thank you for the for the intro by the way cool. and you nailed the you know the last name so I'm already yes. in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, man, um, I, I think probably one of the biggest things that um, that I'm doing nowadays is I'm helping people figure out how to get from where they are to where they want to be. And a lot of times that has to do with taking a skill that they already have and turning it into a side biz. And But I didn't really start like that. Um, I'm 27 now, and it, so obviously, you know, college isn't far from my rear view, and I was pretty unhappy a few years ago. Um, I was working at a restaurant about four or five years ago now, and I was super unhappy. i just graduated school, and so I kind of had that that weird crossroads, right, where I could either go corporate and I could do that. And I had friends who were doing that, but I wasn't too impressed with what I was seeing. And uh, and then I, I could also go back to school, right? But I didn't really have anything that made me passionate enough to want to spend $100,000 getting mm. more school, right? And um, so that kind of left me in this weird position where I was stuck in these these wage jobs, so man, I did everything, John. I did. Oh man, what did I do? I did. Uh, I worked at restaurants. I worked in retail stores. I worked in museums. Uh, I worked at UPS with the brown short shorts. Um, quick, <laughs> quick aside about UPS, which by the way, I look amazing in short yeah, shorts. Yeah, I was going to say um, amazing. Well, you you think that my brown skin would throw off the brown shorts? Not so. No. Um, but quick aside about UPS, it's really hard work, and um. All the Christmas trees that get shipped to the US those don't just appear magically oh, really? from elves. No, those are, those are carried with backbreaking amounts of labor by men and women all across the US <laughs> to trucks. So tip your UPS driver. Anyway, so I did that stuff and, uh, and I was just super unhappy. And we can talk more about this as we go deeper, right. but uh, I decided that I wanted to break out. And so I started my first freelance biz. And I'll tell you what that was and how that worked uh, later.
0: What I think is pretty important, Fire Nation, for you to take away from even just the glimpse that we just got on Daniel's story is, you know, number one, that he looks amazing in shorts, but number two, <laughs> that he currently is finding success because of his past failures or just because of his past jobs and struggles and experiences, not in spite of it. We are a sum of our past experiences so all those things that daniel did have brought him to the point now where he's able to give the specific experience and knowledge to the world that he is so whatever you're doing right now know that this is experiences that you need to put in your back pocket for when you do take that leap or you know for when you make that pivot shift or iteration so loving all this stuff and Daniel, you're at a networking party and someone comes up to you and they say, what the heck do you do? How do you respond in just 10 seconds?
1: Oh, well, it's easy. I say, I teach people how to start side businesses and then that usually starts more questions. But mm. uh, that's, it took me a while to get to the point where I was comfortable saying that because it's not a very hard thing to say, but it takes a lot of confidence to say that you have the ability to help others do something.
0: I think that if you just got into an Uber all day. Like you just had Uber take you from one place to another, to another. And you just had those type of conversations with the Uber drivers and with the Lyft drivers of the world. I think that uh, you would be picking some pretty awesome clients. up. Because one thing I've realized is that these Uber and Lyft drivers, especially in San Diego, these are entrepreneurs, man. Mm-hmm. And they love hearing these stories. So, I mean, you never know when you're going to need to be able to pull that kind of conversation starter out fire nation. So, Danny, what I want to do right now is talk about your origin story. I mean, you gave us a little background of some past jobs you've had, but how did you specifically go from what you were doing right before this uh, breaking people away from the nine to five? And how did that transition look?
1: So yeah, that's a really great question, and I think so. Just to just to preface this and to give us some context, and, then, and I'm I'm really going off what I what I think in my own head, the kind of the dialogue I have in my own head whenever I hear, whenever I hear someone who's successful talking and. Um, and I, I feel overwhelmed by someone else's uh, success or I feel um, like it's unattainable, I always think, oh, well, that worked for them because they had this specific situation or right. because they had this, spe- right, you know, this specific talent or gift or this parents or this money or this, um, X, this X factor. And what I'd like to highlight as I kind of go through this is that my specific situation in my, in my um, specific journey is pretty irrelevant to your own journey because you're going to make your own path. What's relevant, though, is the context and some of the mindset things I'll talk about. So that's important um, because everyone has their own journey and you, everyone's going to have their own path. But for me, um, like I said, it started after college, and I was in, in this position where I, I felt pretty overwhelmed. I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to go do corporate. I was stuck in these wage jobs, like I was saying, and. So kind of it all st- it all started it all started <laughs> in the back of like, the kitchen in Longhorn Steakhouse, which we don't have in California. Mm, I um,
0: love it though. There's some in Maine.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So it's kind of like a northern. Then I was in I was in Atlanta at the time, so they're in the South too. Longhorn is very good um, if you don't work there. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so I remember I was in the kitchen and I was scooping these butter balls, and uh, so <laughs> I'm scooping these butter balls into these these like black. Little cups so that I could serve them. Serve them with the bread. And I remember I was scooping the balls, and my manager comes up behind me and he goes, "Those balls, they suck. You're going to you have to scoop them all over again." <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm as I'm scooping these balls, I'm thinking to myself, and I'm looking at this this tray of maybe a hundred or two hundred butter balls, and I'm being critiqued on the shape, the the firmness, and the distribution of my my butter balls. And I'm like, okay. I don't, know, I don't think this is quite rock bottom, but it's not where I want to be. Like it's I feel. not <laughs>
0: far from it. Yeah, it's not far
1: <laughs> from it. You know, and, and, you know, surfing is hard. It's good work and all that stuff. But I just thought, man, I, I got to make some changes. And so after that, after I kind of got critiqued on such a small, insignificant thing that really made me feel very debased in a way, um, I thought, okay, what am I going to do? So I started thinking about past jobs. And I started thinking about where my experience uh, was at the time. And, you know, keep in mind – and in, in my head, having this conversation, I'm 22 or so, and I'm thinking, okay, what have I done? And what has any 22-year-old done? I don't know, not that much. But I remembered in in college, um, I used to teach for Kaplan. So for anyone who doesn't know, and I'm sure you know, John, Kaplan is like a, it's well, it's a big test prep firm.
0: That's how I and rocked my LSATs. Yes,
1: you <laughs> killed it. Yeah. And it, so it really works. And so I'm very good at standardized tests. So I was very good at SAT and all those types of tests. And so I... I taught those classes in college and I remembered specifically as I was racking my brain, I'm like, oh, I remember this one time where I went to a student's house and I was looking through some of their paperwork and I realized that they were paying about $100 an hour for me to be there teaching them. And at the time, I was making $18 an hour from Kaplan. And I I remember thinking, wow, Kaplan gets to take 82% of my money because they, they found the client basically, right? and at the time when I was in college, that didn't really outrage me because $18 an hour is great for a college sure. student. But you know, thinking about moving past this in the kitchen, scooping these butter balls or these imperfect butter balls, I'm like, all right, maybe I can do something with this SAT skill. I mean, obviously, it's it's a marketable skill. It's bankable. Someone's been willing to pay money for this skill. I've seen it in the past. What can I do with this? So I racked my brain and I, I developed at that point what I'm now calling the marsupial method. It's kind of I've kind of refined this over time. But the marsupial method is essentially finding other people who already have your clients and going to them, partnering up with them, and uh, offering services. So what I did was I, I realized that in the Atlanta area there are a lot of these high level. Um, they're almost like private admissions coaches. Mm-hmm. And right, and you, yeah, you know, especially coming from the law school. Um, the, from the graduate school world, like you realize that there are students who are groomed since right after middle school to go to Ivy League schools. And these families have a lot of money and they enlist the help of private admissions coaches that help package them and tell them what to write on their essay and what to wear and what clubs to join and what to do. And they, they groom these students. And so I started approaching some of these private admissions counselors and saying, hey, you know, you do all this great work, but at the end of the day, when these kids have to get ready for the SAT or the ACT, you have to send them to Kaplan or Princeton Review, or you have to outsource that. I will come in-house with you. I will white-label myself in a way. You can call me a part of your service, whatever you want. It, but that will that will add some more value to your firm because it brings another service offering to your clients. Um, and when they pay me, I'll give you some of that money. And so overnight, I went from having no clients to having clients because they're like, excellent, it adds service and I get money? Absolutely, because this is untapped revenue for them before they had to outsource this to Kaplan and they got no money. Now I'm coming in-house and I'll give them some money. Plus, it looks great for their clients. So I built a client base very quickly like that and scaled that to over six figures very quickly.
0: So Fire Nation, what I really want you to take away from this is you listening right now, you have skills, you have experiences, you have knowledge you just might not have the idea of how to package that up into a product or a service. And in Daniel's case, it was a service to generate revenue. And that is a massive breakthrough for a lot of people. So that story, Fire Nation, I hope is just turning on some light bulbs and making you think of how can I package up what I already know into an actual service product community to generate revenue, because you already have, again, those ideas and experiences, you just don't have the actual idea of how to monetize that in an entrepreneurial way. So, Danny, what I'd love for you to kind of walk us into now is another story. And this story is your worst entrepreneurial moment. You know, not the worst moment of of the butterballs, but the worst entrepreneurial <laughs> moment. So, you know, you kind of just said, "Hey, you know, I had this idea. I went to a couple of companies, six-figure businesses. I mean, it all sounds pretty awesome, but there were some low points as well." So, take us to the lowest of the low and tell us that story.
1: I'll tell, yeah, I'll tell you and it connects very well to what we're talking about. So, with the so with the test prep that grew very well and again, Keeping context, my age, and I was starting to see some good money. I mean, you know, I'd never, there was a specific time where I remember I was, um, I, I was teaching some SAT classes, and I remember I came home with a manila envelope full of like cash and checks all made <laughs> out to me. And I had like, I felt like Scarface. I like threw the money on the bed, looked at my girlfriend, I was like, You like that? You oh, like that? no. You know, that's no, that's mine. No. And so, um, so it, was, it was a big breakthrough for me. And I was spending money pretty fast. To be honest, uh, I didn't really have a lot of safeguards in place. I didn't really, I wasn't really running a business. It was just a straight hustle, you know. So because of that, when the test prep season kind of dried up, which I didn't really think about, I was left without a lot of money. And um, because test prep really only runs summer and spring, and the winter, mm-hmm. no one wants to study, you know. So uh, it was around November or December, and I was pretty much down to zero. I had I didn't have enough money to pay the rent and I remember I was really lucky at the time because and I lived in a nice area of Atlanta but there was like some some break into our apartment complex office someone stole all the rent checks and because of that I didn't have to pay rent for another 2 weeks and I was so grateful that someone stole all the checks what? like that's how mu- that's how low I was on money <laughs> and, <laughs> I was like, man, that's actually a good idea. If I don't want to Yeah, pay, to you're like,
0: divine intervention. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So, but during that time, that two-week grace period, when those checks got stolen, I'm like, all right, I got to come up with another business. And hustle. it has to be more sustainable. And it has to be um, it has to be more well thought out. But that low point, realizing that this isn't just a hustle, this is a business, was a light bulb for me. But it was a low point because I was very, very scared I wasn't going to make the transition. I was scared I was going to have to go back to the restaurant based a lot of criticism. Oh, I told you you couldn't do it. That's stupid. So it was very psychologically uh, painful for me.
0: So Fire Nation, he went from the Scarface moment, throwing cash <laughs> on the bed to being absolutely lucky that he didn't have to pay rent or he had a two week uh, window to, to, to come up with some more cash. I mean. That's just crazy, but I'll tell you, it's such a problem with so many entrepreneurs, especially entrepreneurs who see money that comes in seasonally, or it just comes in in, in different you know, fits and spurts, which is a reality for a lot of us. And I can remember... Just two days ago, listening to, wait for it, Shaquille O'Neal's brand new podcast, which, by the way, is amazing. I mean, it's only one episode so far, but he talks about his rookie rookie season. He made a million dollars. He's like, well, I thought that I had a million dollars. So... I bought myself a $150,000 car, my father and my mother. And you know, that's $450,000. <laughs> I still had 600, you know, $550,000 left. He's like, well, no, because after taxes, I had already spent all of my money for the year. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. this is something you have to think about fire nation. CPA on CPAonfire.com. My boy, Josh has some great articles. Of course, he's a great CPA. You need to have that in check. Now, Daniel, in just one sentence, and and keep it short, sweet, to the point, what do you want to make sure Fire Nation takes away from that story?
1: Be prepared and be forward-thinking.
0: Be prepared, be forward-thinking. And Daniel, I know you're prepared for the next story. This is your aha moment, your epiphany, your light bulb that went on in your entrepreneurial journey. So take us to that exact moment and tell us that story.
1: Yeah, and I mean it. All it all flows really well because I realized after that kind of um, momentary scare, that that lucky break where I almost kind of crashed and burned, that I had to come up with something more sustainable. And so what I realized was I needed to do something that I could take anywhere, which is obviously a, it's very trendy to say that, right? It's very yeah. like very lifestyle entrepreneur. Location independence. Yeah. Oh yes, I'm working from the beach. Yeah, but you're <laughs> still working. <laughs> you know, that's the key. But um, so I thought. But I do need to do something more portable, more something more um, less seasonal, more portable, and also with higher margins too. So I thought, okay, what can I do? What can I do? And then it went off. I said, well, you know, I should do um I should do web design. And I thought, oh, that's a great idea. Except there's only one problem. I don't know how to design websites. Mm. <laughs> so over the next couple of years, um, and we can talk about this more if you'd like, but what I what I figured out was I'm really, really good at selling websites. And I'm really, really good at finding people to do them. And I was able to learn how to sell websites, find great designers to do them, and kind of take a middleman approach by outsourcing that work and, and building a firm that way. And uh, it was super helpful. It was a, really, a, a, really a great learning experience and allowed me to make a lot more money with a lot less effort than having to drive to houses, put on classes, stay in Atlanta. And I was able to kind of just kind of pick, pick up a lot of speed from that realization.
0: See, I love that approach in Fire Nation. What I really want you to understand is we should be maximizing our strengths, not trying to improve upon our weaknesses. I mean, Daniel could have been like, I don't know how to design a a website, and I'm really not that passionate about designing websites, and he could have spent a lot of time trying to get better at something that he was weak at, and so just probably been an average designer. But he knew that his strengths was selling, was finding clients, was putting A and B together, and guess what? A weakness of most good web designers is finding clients and finding and yep. doing the sales. So this was a niche that needed to be filled, and there's a great course for this. And it's a book called Strength 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 Finders 2.0. Let me say that one more time: Strength Finders 2.0. And Fire Nation, you read this and you take the test, you find out what your strengths are. You also find out about your weaknesses, and here's what I'm going to say. Forget about those weaknesses for now because, listen, it's going to take time, energy, and effort to fix those weaknesses, and and really, who cares that much? You want to do what you are meant to do in this world, your strengths, your natural God-given abilities. Focus on those. Bring that to fruition. Become best in class with your strengths and find that niche to be filled within it the way that Daniel did. So that's my big takeaway, Didi. What do you... (laughs) Want Fire Nation to really walk away with?
1: Uh, you know, one thing you were um, one thing that came to mind when you were talking was I think people obsess too much over whether the first couple of things they do are the right fit, their perfect passion, all that. Um, my my take on this now is when you're when you're first learning to be independent, you know, with your with your with your occupation when you're trying to break out on your own and, and leave your job. I think the most important thing is cash flow. Right? You need money. And obviously, you want to do it in, in an honorable way. You want to do it in a way that's completely legit. Obviously, that goes, that goes without saying. But that aside, it, web design isn't my passion. It might not be yours. But if you can learn how to connect the dots to provide a service for someone yeah. it, and it pays you and you can do it in a, at a much more flexible pace and get more than you were paying before, wh- why would you scoff at that? So be very flexible with your thinking. You know, I, I have some, um, some clients now and uh, some people who I'm, I'm mentoring. And they're like, well, you know – um, I'm doing this now. And it's not quite my passion. It's not quite aligned with what I totally want to do at the end of my life. I said, you're not even close to the end of your life. Just take baby steps. You know, I, I went from tutoring to web design to now developing uh, courses to help freelancers. But I didn't start from you know developing courses. and I probably won't end there. I'll do other things. So just do what works for you at the time.
0: Yeah, it's true. And I think a lot of people really focus on the long term, sometimes too much. I mean, it's good to have you know, your eyes looking in front of you and forward. You want to be looking where you're going. But, you know, people ask me all the time, John, where's Entrepreneur Fire in 10 years? I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know if (laughs) podcasting is going to be a thing in 10 years. So why am I going to waste time and bandwidth on that when I can just say, you know what, I'm going to look in front of me the next three months. Like, what do I get excited about that I can build here, that I can improve upon that's currently working right now? And, you know, Periscope didn't even exist a month and a half ago and, and, fire nation periscopes live video stream. that you can just whip on your phone. And, and I've been having a blast with that recently. You know, it's become a, a pretty cool uh, social media outlet for me, which has been really neat. And, you know, I couldn't have predicted that a month and a half ago. So we never know what's coming. So, you know, just focus on the, on the near term future and, you know, really try to build your knowledge base and things that you're excited about. And you, you talked about cash, Daniel. I do love that because there's this thing that I, I do say a lot and, and it, doesn't always resonate with people in a powerful way because, you know, sometimes it goes against the grain, but I'm a big believer that we are obligated to generate revenue because the only way that we're going to be able to continue to provide product services and just beauty to the world is if we're also generating revenue to sustain ourselves so we can continue to do that. So don't shy away from that part of it, Fire Nation. And Daniel, I want you just to share with us right now the number one thing that you're most fired up about today?
1: I'm actually most fired up about the syndications I've been working on. So over the past two or three months, I've been featured in Time, Fortune, Entrepreneur, Fox News, uh, lots of really cool publications, and it's helped me get more readers to my work and help me expand my influence, and I'm excited about that.
0: God, congrats. That's some massive exposure. In Fire you. Nation, we are about to enter the lightning round, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to hire but not sure where to find the best candidates? I know the feeling. We only have so much time in a day and we all know that hiring can be a tough process. The time commitment, having to sift through resume after resume, investing your time in multiple interviews, plus posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore. Good news. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, I can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly amassed to candidates from over 4 million resumes. Just post once and with Within 24 hours, your candidates will be rolling into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. All you have to do is choose your top candidates. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it today for free. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go someplace else. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. We wear many hats as entrepreneurs, but you and I both know we simply can't do it all. As an example, do you ever struggle with finding marketing tactics that actually work? DigitalMarketer.com is a marketing blog, and guess what? They actually do the stuff they write about. A teacher who's actually doing what they're teaching. Pretty awesome. They aren't just ordinary researchers. They don't just talk about marketing. They do marketing. DigitalMarketer.com shares marketing tactics that work. Right now, you can get complimentary instant access to DigitalMarketer.com's Ultimate Digital Marketing Toolbox, which includes the Ultimate Facebook Ad Template Library. That's seven proven Facebook ad campaigns that create low-cost, high-converting ads on demand. The GLF Email Series, a pre-written three-part email campaign proven to get more opens, clicks, and sales from your subscribers. And the ultimate social media swipe file, 72 proven headline formulas to get more clicks from Facebook, Twitter, and your blog. Visit digitalmarketer.com slash fire to access the ultimate digital marketing toolbox today. Daniel, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am prepared. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: I mean, fear, same as everyone else. Fear and, and fear specifically of, uh, of not knowing what to do.
0: What is the best advice you've ever received?
1: Under promise, over deliver.
0: What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success?
1: Genuine empathy.
0: Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners?
1: Yeah, there's one I found recently on Product Hunt. It's called emailhunter.co. Email have you heard of it? Never. Oh, it's amazing. So what it does is it takes, you can put it in a domain. Like let's say you want to find an editor at Time. You can type time.com and it will list all the people who have emails under that address with their email address. Um, it's super powerful and rather than having to search, sometimes they make, they make emails very hard to find sometimes. And so this just lists them all in a spreadsheet (laughs) and, uh, yeah, it's awesome. And I've already used it to secure syndication. Oh, game changer.
0: If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: Uh, Jay Abraham has a great, Jay Abraham has a great book. It's called, um, it's called getting everything you can from all you've got. And it's a, essentially it's a book on high level consulting. And it's really taught me a lot about taking care of clients and uh, it added a lot lot to the whole genuine empathy uh, kind of piece that I try to keep my life centered on.
0: Yeah, Jay's a genius, straight up. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. Daniel, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world identical to earth but you knew no one you still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have your food and shelter is taken care of but all you have is a laptop and five hundred dollars what would you do in the next seven days
1: i love this question and uh you know why i love it because i talk about this with my friends even even without you asking me i talk about this all the time because i think it's it's one of the best feelings of security in the world is knowing that you could drop me in the middle of a desert with a laptop yeah. and I'd be good. I'd be good. Um, the first thing I would do is I would get on Elance. I would get on Elance, Odesk, Freelancer, different freelance job board sites. And I would use uh, some of the different methods I've developed. One of them is video pitching. You guys can check it out uh, in a minute. I'll tell you some, some places you can go, but I would use Elance to start finding clients and I would build up a firm all over again and I could do it in seven days.
0: So, Daniel, let's end on fire. With you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye.
1: I think the best thing to remember, and this this is something that's really, um, it's taken a while for me to understand, but once I got it, it really helped me, um, both practically and also emotionally, is that everyone's journey is their own. And when I say that, I don't say it in a woo-woo, like the secret sense. What I mean is that Someone else's success or failure and whatever they're trying to do actually doesn't have any impact on your ability to do the same. So one of my one of my previous lines of thought, one of my previous thought patterns was, well, if someone else does something, um, if they if they make if they make a million dollars and they do it in a certain way, then now I can't do it in that same way, or now that way is uh, is blocked, or that that resource has been taken up, and now I have to find another another path. But what you'll find is that there are a lot of ways to do what you want to do. And all you have to do is um, rely on your strengths and you'll find your own unique way. You don't need to copy anyone else. And there's an unlimited amount of progress that everyone can make.
0: And what's the best way we can connect with you?
1: So rich20something.com slash fire. uh, I put together a nice free mini course for you guys, which will outline some of the uh, the strategies I've, I've briefly kind of talked about here and especially the strategies that I'd use if I were dropped on an, an island identical to earth, you know, with $500, all those strategies are at rich com slash fire.
0: Well, Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. and You've been hanging out with DD and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com Just type Daniel in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today, the resource, the book. Of course, rich20something.com slash fire. A gift awaits Fire Nation. So make your way over there. Great stuff waiting for you. And Daniel, thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Are you ready to rock your own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com and sign up for our free 10-day webinar course today. Have an inspired day and ignite.